Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of God. It's such a wonderful morning. And I want to take this special opportunity to salute Bishop himself. Hallelujah. I think the last time I saw him was in July of 2020. Yes, at the wedding. <laughs> That's the last time we, we saw ourselves face to face. And so I've longed to see him. Nice to see you, Daddy. <laughs> the Lord bless you. Hallelujah. I want to also salute our mommy, Reverend Pell. Just clap your hands for Jesus. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. And I salute your resident pastor and all the leaders and pastors of Dominion Chapel. Thank you for bringing us again. Amen. Now, I know that I was following the teachings during the week. I saw Bishop on Sunday. I saw Pastor Isaiah. I saw Mommy. So I was following the teachings online. Hallelujah. And I know you've been fed. <laughs> Hallelujah. But this morning, we just want to add up to what is being done. Beloved, we must know what we have. Most importantly, in these times, we must know what we have. Because the ignorance that is about to hit the earth, Isaiah said, darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. And this is right before the advent of the millennium. Because the Bible says, Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. So, before the great transfer of wealth and kingdom manifestation, there will be a certain darkness that will hit the earth. No wonder Paul said to Timothy, there will be a great falling away. Men shall be lovers of pleasure, men shall be lovers of self. In fact, it has started. People don't do things out of sacrifice these days. Anything anyone will do has to be convenient before they do it. It's love, it's love of self. <laughs> so, beloved, how can I escape this? Isaiah said in Isaiah 5:13, My people are gone into captivity. They were not captured, they became free will captives because of ignorance. So, your lack of knowledge makes you surrender freely to the devil. The word is gone, have gone. Not they were captured, they have gone. So it means they walked into captivity themselves. So your ignorance makes you, I mean, vulnerable for the devil. Especially in these times when the devil realizes it's, it's the hour and the moment is so close. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Are you sure you are happy Jesus is Lord? Let me start by telling you something. We like Christmas more than Easter. We are so happy about Christmas. Hey, if it was Christmas, we would be beaming with smiles. But beloved, the reason why we can celebrate Christmas is because there's Easter. <laughs> In God's calendar, Passover is, is more priority. His death is more priority than his birth. <laughs> Hallelujah. So this is the time for jubilation. This is the time for excitement. This is the time. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Alright. So I'm here to touch on the triumph of the blood. Say the triumph of the blood. Say the triumph of the blood. There's a powerful hymn that goes that over a thousand times to sing. 
has triumphed and the hymn says the triumphs of grace many triumphs of grace but this morning I want you to see what the blood has done for us are you ready uh, of course we'll be here tomorrow again but I want to lay the foundation today because there's much about the blood that has not been taught to the church of God for instance a lot of Christians these days still soak themselves in the blood of Jesus I soak myself in the blood. I soak my house in the blood. I soak my car. I soak Skippy. I soak Rock. I soak Rocky. I soak. I soak the cats. I soak the chickens. We have soaked everything in the blood. <laughs> Yet there's trouble. After all the soaking, disaster still strikes <laughs> because we have not understood what the blood is. Are you here with me? I know that when you have a convention at Dominion, you should know that it's not a normal service. Every service at Dominion is a service of revelation. And, and I've come to realize that the lie has so become popular that when the truth is even coming, we are not, we do, we are not happy. Like, if the truth is coming, but we are not excited because we like the lies. The truth seems so simple. It's like, it's not, it's not making us excited. I now understand why Judas went to betray Jesus. Yeah, because it's like Jesus is talking too many simple things. Like, no, this guy has lost it. Jesus has lost the anointing. Can you imagine the one who called the disciples? Comes to preach and says that I'm the bread of life. And these people had the audacity to be offended. It was so serious that when he came to the 12, he had prayed all night to choose. He asked them, Are they also offended? Will you also go? What makes me know they were offended was that they didn't say, oh, no, sir. They said, where do we have to go? It means if you have somewhere to go, we would have gone. Because the things you are teaching, I don't get it. <laughs> Last time you did miracle, we are expecting miracle today. You started saying they should eat you. <laughs> what kind of cannibalism teachings are that? Hallelujah. 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 All right. Second Corinthians chapter 2 verse 14. Can we read it together? Thank you, precious Jesus. For Can we read together? Okay. Second Corinthians two fourteen. I show in Second Corinthians two fourteen. Yes. Can you read what it says? Thanks be to God who causes always to triumph. Say triumph. Say triumph. Beloved, Jesus said it is finished. You cannot finish a finished work. Neither can you complete a completed work. 
It is finished means it's finished. There's nothing you can do to add to it. Hallelujah. But thanks be to God <laughs> who caused us always. It means that the triumphing in the finished work of Christ is not a self-generated capacity. It is God who will do it. If God does not cause you to triumph, though you are a victor, you will still live like a loser. Let me explain this. Because I'm a prophet, if you play too many strings, so you come down so I can teach for a while. Amen. Come down for me. Yes, strings, just come down. Now, so what happens is this, that Jesus, after he teaching on the disciples and giving them the command in Matthew chapter 28, he said, go ye therefore into all the worlds and teach all men the things which I have taught you. Ah, how can they teach them everything Jesus taught them in three and a half years? How can they do this? How would they be able to teach everyone everything they had? Everything he didn't say something, he said, All things thou hast learned. All the reason he said they could do that was because they were going to tarry for someone. And this person is the spirit of God. Now, when the spirit of God comes, the Bible says he shall remind you of all truth, not some truth, all. What it means is that the problem of the believer is not that he doesn't know, it is that he forgets. Follow me well. So James explained it well in James 1, 22 down to 25. That be you doers of the word, not hearers, only deceiving yourself. There is the deception of the word of God. In fact, the Bible will deceive you as long as you keep hearing it. You'll be deceived by scriptures and by preaching as long as you just listen to it. If you don't do the word, you'll feel deceived. You'll still be broke, yet the Bible says you'll be rich. You'll still be sick, yet the Bible says <laughs> you are healed. That's the deception the scripture can present. It's, a, it's not a deception that is evil. It's a deception that you created yourself. All right. But James masterfully went on to say, but he that looketh into the perfect law of liberty and forgetteth not what manner of man he is, the same shall be blessed in his deed. But he said there is one that beholdeth his natural face in a glass and forgetteth. The word forget means he lives in oblivion as though he never knew who he was. So the Christian's problem is that the moment you forget what God has said, you will live as if you are not that person. You will live as if you are not born again. You will live as if you don't have the Holy Ghost. You will live as if you are powerless because you forgot. So Jesus said, so you've always asked yourself, we think the Holy Spirit is there to remind us in examination. No. The reminding ministry of the Spirit is beyond an exams. He shall remind you all truth. All truth means that sometimes the devil can show up. You are overwhelmed on the left, on the right, on the east, from the west. But once a while, as you are sitting in your room being depressed and cumbered about with all the situations of life, it once a while by the enterprise of the reminding ministry of the spirit, it dawns on you, no, I'm an overcomer. And when you come to yourself, you shake yourself off. I'm telling you. I was showing a people recently when we were doing an anointing service that I was so shocked from the scripture the issue of Samson Bible says when Samson's hair was cut he lost the strength then the Bible says Samson began to mill the grains of Philistia and scripture says God had mercy on him and his hair began to grow so as he was milling his hair was growing 
Yet Samson seemed not to be aware of it. The day Samson came to his awareness was the day he stood between two pillars. He said, Father, give me my last strength. And God is in heaven saying, your head that was growing, what do you think was coming back? The problem is we forget. We forget. Sometimes you want to raise your, your voice against your wife and the Holy Ghost reminds you, husbands, honor your wives as weaker vessels. <laughs> it is because we forget. That's how we live like unbelievers. So today, I stir up your holy minds to remembrance. <laughs> no wonder Paul said to Timothy, I will not impart you again. I'm just putting you to remembrance of the first impartation. There's a gift in you. Stir it up. That's why sometimes when you go to God with a problem, God will remind you the old instruction. It still holds. He'll tell you, it still holds. Did I not tell you? Did I not tell you? God will rather remind you. <laughs> he said, did I not tell you? Yet you want a prophet to tell you something new. God says, the old one I told you, I put you to remembrance. This is the reason why a prophet will repeat a certain prophecy for the next 10 times you go to prophetic service. Because God is reminding you. He's, ah, Jesus Christ. Are you in the service at all? So what we are doing today is, it is God who caused us. Because if God does not remind us, though we are triumphant, we will live as if we are victims. It's God. Say it's God. It's God. Because beloved, you have no idea how God is willing more abundantly to show himself alive unto we who are the heirs of promise. But this is the secret then of the blood. The Bible says in Colossians chapter 2, verse 15. We can start from 14. Now, blotting all handwriting of ordinances that was set against us and which are contrary to us. He took it all away, nailing it to the cross. And having made, verse 15, what did I say? And having disarmed, okay, you are in what version? King James, New King James. Can I go to King James? King James. King James version. All right. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Hallelujah. Now, the word blot is the word exalefo or exalefo. Now, this word exalefo is a compound word which actually means out. The word exa is out. And alefo is a certain word that is used for anointing. Anointing. So, it's like, it's like separated or taken out to anoint. Follow me. But the picture is connoting here is the word anoint has to do with the fat or the ashes of a sacrifice that's burnt. So he's saying this that the blotting away of handwriting was done by the ashes. Remember, Paul said it in Hebrews 9 the ashes of the sprinkling of the haifa. So the haifa was the, the, the you know, the, the male is the, the bull, the female is the, 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 the young. You know, the female is a haifa. So that haifa is burnt. And when it is burnt, the, 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 the blood of the bull versus the ashes of the bull is mixed together to create an ointment. Follow me well. And this principle was now mixed with what they called running water. This was usually rain water. Because they called it the water from heaven. So when they gather rain water and they mix it, 
anyone who was unclean, anyone who was leprous, anyone who had menstrual problems, and uh, womb problems, who had menstruated, they just point on you, that means you are cleaned. Now, scripture is saying from this that Jesus Christ became that bull offering. Now, as the bull offering, he was the bent offering. Notice, Christ was both sin offering and bent offering. As the sin offering, John 1 said, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. But as the bull offering or the bent offering, he was a free will sacrifice unto God. So Jesus now is in Gethsemane saying, Lord, if it is thy will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. When he surrendered his will at Gethsemane, he became a bent offering. Now, by being the bent offering, the law of the bent offering in Leviticus chapter 6 says, let the altar and the fire be ever burning. And they have the morning sacrifice and the evening sacrifice with the bent offering. With the sin offering, it is offered when you sin. But with the bent offering, whether you have sinned or not, it is offered both morning and evening, daily, twice a day. To signify that God wants us to be righteousness conscious than sin conscious. So Jesus now died as both sin and bent offering. As the sin offering, he now came to take away our sins. As the bent offering, he now came as the expiatory cover to satisfy the justice of heaven. So that the laws that were written against us, if you didn't know, in the spirit, when Jesus offered his blood, it was mixed with water, which is the spirit. And when it was mixed with water, which is the spirit, it was now mingled with the ashes of his burning upon the cross and they took it as the ink and the paste it was the blotting paper it was the correction fluid that bible said he used it to clean every handwriting of the law that was against us and which is contrary to us contrary to us means contrary to our nature he blotted it away taking it away nailing it on the cross hallelujah today the charges have been dropped today the charges have been dropped Romans 8 says, who shall lay the, any charge against God's elect? <laughs> there is no charge against you. Because there's a, there's, a, there's a documentation that has all your charges blotted out. Oh, I thought you'd say hallelujah. I thought you'd say hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. I said amen. Amen. Alright. So after doing this, the verse number 15, where I'm going to show you the triumph we have says that having spoiled say having spoiled say having spoiled principalities and powers he made a show of them openly triumphing over them in it now he said that when he spoiled principalities he made a show of them now this word having spoiled is aorist it's an aorist tense it means it's once and for all done he will not repeat it. It's done once and for all. And it's so once and for all that it is eternally vibrating. It's still holding. Do you know in heaven, when people ask, so when we go to heaven, will, this, will sin be there again? The cross is eternal. No, no. If you, you think that the cross is an eternal element of God expressed in time. No wonder scripture said he was slain before the foundations of the earth. And no wonder his blood was useful to clear the sins which are past. If the blood can clear things that are past, then it can clear things which are future. So in the ages to come, when sin comes, they will just go and fetch the sacrifice and handle that problem. <laughs> Beloved, the blood of Jesus. He said, having spoiled principalities and powers, 
He said, for as much as children are partakers of flesh and blood, likewise he also partook of the same. That he through death might destroy him that had power over death, that is the devil, and deliver them who through the fear of death have all their lifetime been subject to bondage. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14 and 15. Bible says that Jesus Christ by his death destroyed Satan's death dealing power. I want to show you what he did. The triumph on the cross. How he destroys principalities. Now Jesus through dying killed death. He died to kill death. His dying killed death. What is death? Bible calls death the last enemy. Bible calls death the last enemy. And this last enemy of death is going to face his final verdict, his final judgment. When the enemy entered the garden of Eden, he injected death through sin. So in the garden, the enemy injected death into humanity through sin. But this death we are talking about is not the cessation of life. It is the truncation of existing in the realm of God. Hear me well. So people, when Bible says in dying you will die, it wasn't that Adam will fall on the ground and die. It means the element of God that causes Adam to relate to God unbiased, unhindered. To have fellowship with God without any hindrance. Let me show you something. In philosophical terms, the dog is dead to us. And we are dead to the dog. There's nothing we do that the dog understands. That's why the same animal you feed can one day bite you. So it means there's a reason why we are together. The day you stab your dog, you see how he loses his loyalty. Yeah, because it's an animal. Or those people who have been playing with lions. I, I wonder how they do it. I wonder how they do it. I just wonder. <laughs> Hallelujah. The mystery about this is this. As soon as Adam fell short of the glory of God, notice, Adam, by reason of his life and his capacity that he carried before the fall, he mingled with the gods. When Adam was being sought, he was sought in the confines of the corridors of God's fellowship dimension. But when Adam, once upon a time, God came to the garden looking for Adam, Adam was not in the zone of fellowship. He was now hiding among the trees. And this is the predicament of men since then. Anytime we are afraid, we hide behind man. Trees signify men. <laughs> so Adam was now hiding among the trees. Now Adam was, I'm going to show you this. This is where, when Adam was created in God's image and likeness, Adam didn't have blood. Adam was created in the image and likeness of God. But when Eve came, Eve came to explain to us the likeness of who Adam was. He said, this is now bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. There was no blood in them. So because there was no blood, Adam couldn't sweat. That's why sweating was part of the case. Because you need blood to sweat. So metabolism was not occurring the guy. Jesus came in John 20 and says, touch me for a spirit has no flesh and bone. It means that if I have flesh and bone, I'm not spirit. So Adam was a creature living. You could touch him. Yet he was not spirit. Yet he had no blood. And if he had no blood, there is no constituent career of sickness. Death cannot occur because there is no blood in the guy. 
If I dare I say, blood was the corruption. <laughs> so when the blood came as a result of the fall, something happened to Adam. Adam was made in the image and likeness of God. When he ate the tree and through fellowship, he now became a living soul. But that living soul was intended by God after God breathed into him was intended by God to now become a life-giving spirit. But in between the living soul and the life-giving spirit, Adam degraded himself by disobedience to become flesh. Follow me. Notice in 1 Corinthians 15, Paul is talking about something unique. And he says that there's one glory of the sun, one glory of the moon, one glory of the star. Every star differed in glory from another. Then he says there's the glory of the sun, glory of the moon, every star differed in glory. Even so is the resurrection of our bodies. He said there are bodies celestial and bodies terrestrial. Then he said, all flesh is not the same flesh. Look at this. There's the flesh of the bird, the flesh of the beast, the flesh of man. So he was saying that once upon a time, in heaven, there were two types of entities. The celestial bodies and terrestrial bodies. But Adam went below celestial body and degraded beyond terrestrial body. Now he was flesh. So there's one flesh of the man. Look at the kind go there. First Corinthians 15. Wonderful. Go there. Aha. Uh -huh. Let's go there. Verse 2, verse 42. Can we go there quickly? 42. 43. I think go to 40. Yes. 39, 40. All right. Look what it says. All flesh is not the same flesh. But there is one kind of flesh of men. Another flesh of beasts, of fishes, and of birds. Adam, by the fall, has reduced himself from the celestial body, terrestrial body to flesh so now at this level Solomon was right to say the life of the dog and the life of man is the same because he's now flesh and the flesh is in the category of beasts, fish, birds hmm. are you here? <laughs> follow me are you here? are you sure? can I continue what I'm saying? alright so after Adam now degrades himself to this dimension God is put into a predicament. In the predicament of God, he has made a law in the universe that the soul that sins must die. And the soul that sins must die, the proof of death is blood. Because that is corruption. The moment blood begins to move in the guy, he has an expiration date. Mm. One day we will not have blood again. There's coming a day what flows in us is spirit. They will cut you and what will come out is not blood. It will even be fluid. It will be light. <laughs> light will just shine like that. Because something is happening in the realm of the spirit. Today, by resurrection and by the work of Christ, we are resurrected spirits in unresurrected bodies. But there's coming a day there will be a fusion. <laughs> and when the fusion comes, he said, beloved, now are we the sons of God. But it does not yet appear. It is the unresurrected body that makes us not appear like we really are. <laughs> so when the man shows up in glory and his glass will be glass. If he's a pillar of fire, will be pillar of fires. He said, whatever he is at that appearing, that's what will also be. Oh, I can't wait for that day. There's coming a better day. The sun will be too small for us. Because the Bible said they will need no other light because he himself shall be their light. 
a scientist one did a calculation and said according to how the lights of heaven are so bright the it says the light energy in heaven implies that there's a certain heat in heaven that is higher than earth and hell the amount of light emitted from god if you calculate the light energy produced also there is more heat in heaven than hell oh but we are embodied celestial. They will resurrect to damnation. So their weakness, at, at time will fail me to go there. But those who, according to John 5, those that did evil shall resurrect to the resurrection of damnation. What it means is that if you had an accident and lost your leg, that's the leg will come and meet you in hell. If you died of cancer, cancer will enter your body and you will carry it forever. So you will have cancer forever. That's what it means. If you lost an eye, your eye will move you. That you, you will be blind in hell. That's the, so your body is weak yet it can die that's how you feel the pain because if it was a glorified body you feel pain so whatever pain you had before you died perpetuated it is the body it caused the body of damnation that's why hell even though it's dark still produces discomfort for them hmm. because his light is seven times stronger than the sun that's what scripture says so if the sun is burning, he said the light of Christ outshines the sun. What body do you have that does not make you sweat in that light? Holy heart of Scarborough. I think one day you have to sit Adam in heaven and say, you know, we are enjoying ourselves here, but you didn't try. You didn't try. You didn't try. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, isn't that true? And it's so worse that now, man of God, now eh, I was telling some people recently, sir, in our fellowship meeting that day. And I told them that. I was praying one day, God told me, and said, Your generation, eh? It's like two things are required of your generation to be overcomers. And he said, Social media and sexual sin. He said, if, you, if, if anyone in your generation can stand away from that, they will easily qualify to be an overcomer. It's true. it's true. I'm not calling out anyone's son, but these generations, a lot. It's like, why are you even here? You are shocked. Like, it can be heartbreaking. Then it makes me scared for our children. It makes me scared for our children. But as the ark of Noah did, so shall the presence of Christ be for them in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. So the moment Adam now entered that dimension, Adam's blood was now likened to the animal's blood. This is the reason when Adam sinned and went to pluck fig leaves, God substituted an animal. And in the spirit, it was a legal transaction because he's now flesh like the beast. Mm. 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 I, follow me well. So it means that, no, this is the reason, because you always have to ask yourself a question. How can an animal's blood be equal to a man's blood? It's because of what Adam did. I'm showing you the spiritual basis for which God killed an animal and said, this animal's dying is your dying. Because man has now come to the place where his flesh and the animal's flesh and the fish's flesh and the bear's flesh in the spirit is the same. Mm. And once it is that, he has a problem. 
I, I heard that they talk about the Garden of Eden. Now, let me show you a secret today. Okay. I'll try my best. Since we'll continue tomorrow, I'll try my best in a few minutes. Now, this is it. When the flaming sword was spinning and the cherubs of glory were standing there, God said, this is the standard to eat the tree of life. If you eat the tree of life by going through this, then we can go on. We can continue. So in as much as we say it's a prevention, it is actually a solution. If you can pass the test of my glory, why? What is man? I made him, I created him for my glory, I formed him. Isaiah 43 verse 7. So if it's for my glory, then the cherubims of glory represent the glory of God. If you can meet the standard of glory, because you are falling short of glory. If you can meet the standard of glory represented by the cherubs, then you can cross. But before you cross, there's a sword. And the sword is talking about death. And the fire is talking about holiness. You must meet my holiness standard. You must meet my judgment standard. Then once you're able to pass through this, you can go through. But the shocking thing about it is that from the entrance of the Garden of Eden to the Tree of Life is actually what in typology is called the Via Dolorosa. It is called the Way of Suffering. The Path of Bleeding. Mm. Mm. Wave your hands. Wave your hands. All right. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just bless his name. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, bless his name. Blessed be the name of God. Bless your name, Holy Spirit. Bless your name, Holy Spirit. Okay. 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 Now, I want to just touch on the difference between the cross and the, and the blood so that we continue from there. Now, the cross is different from the blood. The cross is different from the blood. What the cross could do, the blood can't do. Follow me well. And what the blood can do, the cross can never do. The blood is needed for the remission of sins. The cross is needed for the destruction of the old man. Follow me. The blood washes our sins away, but never can it wash the old man. So you can say that the blood is for our sins, the cross is for the sinner. <laughs> he said, Know ye not that your old man is crucified with Christ, that the body of sin, the factory, the organization of sin might be destroyed. Romans 6 6. But according to Romans chapter 9, it says, Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. So the blood clears your sins. But the cross deals with the sin nature or the sinner. The two cannot do it and they work for each other. They, the two have to be used. Please, are you following me? Please, are you sure you're here? Alright. Now, let me go back to Eden. So as soon as Adam sinned, blood was poured. And it was poured on his behalf. And that's the day God instituted the law. But the moment that institution of law was done, Bible now said that God, after covering Adam with the animal skin, implied that now that you are walking, whatever this animal's bleeding implies, once blood has shown, death has occurred. A penalty has been carried out. Whoever took the justice, justice was still meted. Meet, you understand? So in that action, the blood now typified death has occurred. 
The dress of the animal now implies that you are the animal walking there. So Adam had to wear the skin of the animal. But that's the issue. God now released a curse. And in the curse, there was a blessing in Genesis 3.15. The seed of the woman shall bruise the head of the serpent. So once upon a time, Eve took seed and begat a son and named him king. Genesis 4. Then she took seed again and begat another son and named him Abel. Now amongst these two children, these two boys, one was more godly than the other. One was profane. One was, he desecrated holy things. He didn't care. Because Bible says that in Genesis chapter 4, in the process of time, it means that when you see that te terminology, in the process of time, it means that there was a date that was given. Because you can't have processing of time without a calendar given. So there was a date given. That's why it's a process of time. So if you remember when the, in Genesis 18, the angel prophesied and said, according to the time of life. So it means according to the patterns of how time operates. So it means there's a due date that is given for pregnancy. He is saying now in the process of time, it means there was a date God set. Number two, it came to pass that they brought, you cannot bring something without location. When you say, you brought me food, the word brought implies I was standing somewhere to receive it. Please, are you here? Please, are, are you following what I'm saying? So in this statement alone, we see death of worship. We see item for worship. In the process of time, they brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. Then look what he said. So both offerings are fruit from the ground. Please, are we here? Next one. Next one. But Abel brought of the firstlings of the flock of the fat, and the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. Next one. But Cain, to his offering, he had no respect, and Cain was very wrought, and his countenance fell. Next one. And the Lord said, Why art thou wrought? Why is thy countenance fallen? Yes. If thou doest well, shall not, shall thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. Now, this statement has nothing to do with doing well in giving. Follow me. The word do well means if you lived according to my instruction, you will be accepted. But if you have not lived according to my instruction, Sin lieth at thy door, and it is desiring to have thee. The word rule here confuses us. It's not sin trying to control us. In fact, the word sin here is the word chata, which means sin offering. So he said, if you do well, you don't need the sin offering. <laughs> but if you don't do well, then you need sin offering, which is already lying at the door, because God is not going to collect from you what He didn't give you. So it means that what you are supposed to bring to me, King, I must give it to you. Now, after this transaction, the enemy now entered King. And the reason he entered King was because of Genesis 3.15. The enemy realized that Abel has done the right thing. God has respect unto his sacrifice. The same way his respect had occurred, he was activating into the future the sacrifice of Christ. That will be accepted by Christ, by God. 
Because he said, burnt offerings and sacrifices of sin, thou hast had no pleasure, but a body has thou prepared for me. So when Abel presented the lamp, he was activating a future situation that implied that I am going to prepare and give God a gift he prepared for me to give back to him. Hmm. But Cain didn't carry what God prepared. He brought what he prepared. And God didn't accept that. This is the system of the fig leaf and the animal. Adam prepared the apron to cover his nakedness. But God prepared the animal to cover them. Hmm. So once upon a time, follow me very well so you understand this thing I'm talking about. When he now let Abel show up and present an offering, in the spirit, Lucifer remembered what God said. That surely, this is the first of the firstlings. Who shall be called the beloved son of God? Because they are doing the bidding of God after the fall. So if he is that one, then chances are that he is the one to fulfill this prophecy. That the seed of Eve will destroy me. So he entered king to finish Abel so that his time will be delayed follow me but when his blood was shed because he was the first that operated according to them now let me even shock you today from Hebrews 11 now faith is something and begins to mention Abel offered a better everyone listed in the Hebrew hall of faith are actually types of Christ that is why they were mentioned Every one of them did things like Jesus would have done it. This is the reason why they were chosen and other people were exempted. So when Abel showed up, what he did was a representation of how his offering shall be accepted by God. Isaiah 53 said, He shall see the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied because his seed shall prosper in his hand. <laughs> but then it brings me to the, the, the why of the blood. After that blood was spilled, the blood began to speak. It was calling forth. The blood was an entire nation. It was talking. It was calling and giving demand at the judgment seat. Beloved, <laughs> we need his blood. I said we need his blood. If you didn't notice, I'm telling you we need his blood. We need his blood. We need his blood more than anything. We need his blood. And once upon a time, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem, he showed up on the scene and I asked myself, why didn't God allow this boy to die at age two? And God said, that's not the goal. That's the reason why they're mature. The blood had to brew. The blood had to go through a process. Before the blood could be accepted. Speak in the language of spirit, please. Let's speak in the language of spirit. Speak in Superaba. Lift your voice, somebody, please. Speak. Abale behesoko no mishala Mandara basundalash Mandori abrasakolo boshaba Kemara mazandolo koshes 
ma prasso telekila tabasos ne monoskele behesabas thank you lord jesus we give you glory now listen this blood we are talking about after abel's blood began to speak that is the first order of mention the moment blood was spilled blood had a voice blood had a voice but in blood having a voice there was something that was going on in the spirit now watch this the bible says in first peter 1 verse 18 dearly beloved ye have not been redeemed with corruptible things such as silver and gold from your former conversation which ye received from thy fathers but ye have been redeemed with the precious blood of the lamb without blemish and without spot who for who was foreordained for us but was released and revealed in this last time unto us in first peter 1 18 to 20 he is saying that we have not been redeemed with corruptible things such as silver and gold it means that in the spirit silver gold and blood are of the same currency hmm. silver gold blood are of the same currency they are flowing at the same level silver gold blood he have not been redeemed with corruptible things such as silver and gold but with his precious blood so it means blood was now put as a currency in the spirit so what god now did was that when israel sins israel is not going to carry out its action and its redemption through the things they gave god the money they gave god but they were going to carry out their you know what they call it redemption and their freedom by means of the very sacrifice that they give every year so once they offer blood it covered for the nation's sin the entire year but this blood like i said was a state where it couldn't speak volumes the blood couldn't cover much the blood was weak in a certain sense because it was reduced because of the fall it was the flesh of beasts the flesh of animals so that blood couldn't speak much in fact the original translation says that the word propitiation is the word expiation it was a promissory note so every time israel sinned and they offered an, a bull they told god by their action that we are giving you a temporary note a statement of fact that there is coming a superior payment that shall be made on our behalf collect this for a while so they had to offer it year by year but bible says as these bulls and goats which were offered year by year could not bring the comers thereon to the consciousness of the truth he needed to send the messiah i'm showing the backdrop of the blood that's why i'm talking plenty like that but you follow me you get it you get it because if you don't get the backdrop of this story you apply the blood wrongly you will not even understand why the blood so once upon a time sir when all these things were given god now called moses and told moses that this is going to be the law of atonement in leviticus chapter 4 he said ye shall dip your finger in the blood of offering and place it on the altar and sprinkle it seven times at where thou standest but that seven times was a picture of the seven places jesus had to shed blood follow me there were seven places in scripture jesus shed blood i said i'm building up today tomorrow we'll go there but there's seven places let me just go through it number one 
when Jesus was arrested, before his arrest, in John 18, we see it there. We see it also in Mark 15. We see it in the book of Luke also. Jesus entered Gethsemane in Matthew 28. And 26, sorry. And when he began to pray, the Bible says, he sweat. Luke 22 says, he said, his sweat turned to blood. Matthew, Mark, and John mentions he went to pray in the garden Gethsemane. But Luke tells us the medical condition because he's a doctor. So it's only Luke that says the sweat turned to blood. The other ones don't say his sweat. They just say his sweat. But Luke is the doctor, so he could explain the medical condition Jesus was going through. He said, Jesus' sweat turned to blood. The blood vessels broke loose and entered the blood, the, the sweat. And as he was praying, the sweat was falling down as droplets of blood. That's the first place he shed his blood. Now, I just showed you that the blood <laughs> is a commodity that purchases. Last two years, I remember when I came, I told you on Sunday, it is finished, the message. I told you, Agorazo, the slave market. Now, what they used to buy from the slave market is not silver and gold, it is blood. That is why 1 Corinthians 6 says that you have been bought at a price with the blood. Acts chapter 20, 28 says, take heed over the flock of God, wherewith the Holy Ghost has purchased with his own blood. So the Holy Ghost purchases with blood. Blood is the currency in the spirit. It is a purchase that occurs. I hear. So what happened now is that Jesus Christ, when he went to Gethsemane and began to sweat and his blood, his sweat turned to blood, he was purchasing something in the spirit. Now, number one, Gethsemane is the place where your will is crushed. Number two, this same Gethsemane where your will is crushed, something occurs there, sir. In Gethsemane where your will is crushed, we know from the scriptures that when Adam was cursed, he said, in thy sweat, thou shalt till the ground. In thy sweat, thou shalt till the ground. So Adam, through the curse, began to sweat. And sweat is not literal physical sweat. This sweat actually has to do with stress. Anytime you are under stress, you are under the curse. Hmm. Now, get, get me right. Don't get lost. When I say you are under the curse, I didn't say you are cursed. This, this, this story, I, I, I taught recently, we had to do destroying the patterns and the curses of our family. And I shared, mommy, I was telling them that in the book of Genesis 27, the Bible says that Jacob, when they were born, God had already chosen him to be the blessed one. Make greater than his brother. In fact, in the womb, Bible said there are two nations. So whether Esau is blessed though, he's not blessed though, they are already two nations by God. Please are you here? Then Jacob now appears. And I think from verse 11, Rebecca gives him a suggestion. Go and collect the blessing from your brother. Because I've heard your brother is going to collect the blessing. But in the spirit, I heard God say, you will be blessed. Then Jacob looks at the mother and says, my, my brother is a hairy man and I'm a smooth man. He said, if I go and disguise myself, this action will bring a curse on me. Now, the mother had cursed the boy in the stomach. Because when he was coming out, she didn't pick his name from heaven. She said, your name shall be Jacob. Why? Because you tried to come out first. So your name is Supplanter. You tried to take the lead to be the eldest. So we will name you Supplanter. So when he now wrestled with the angel of God, something happened in Genesis 32. Now he is used to overriding God's assistance 
to the extent that Genesis 32 said, he has come to a place called Manahem, which means to say the region of angels. There was something that had happened in the spirit that had caused that place to have angels walking normal like me. So at that place called Manahem, angels were walking like normal human beings. And there were many in that vicinity. Now, Jacob knows where he is. But he's still scheming and saying that Leah should take the lead with her children. And Ryan should be at there in case the brother kills them. So that then they should take the lead. The man says he couldn't even sleep. He was worried under stress. He is in angelic escort and assistance. Yet he is still scheming his way. This is the problem of Jacob's. Every Jacob's spirit that causes you to still scheme when God has given you a prophetic word that rests must die. Because you must understand what you are in. Now, he is scheming, yet after a while he realizes that no. Though I'm scheming and planning, I'm still not at rest. I need the heavenly word. So Bible says, since he knows the people that are around, because of course, if he didn't know the people that are around, he will not look for any stranger and tell him to bless him. So he knew that one of the, one of the guys walking around here at this time, 9 p.m., must be an entity. He held the guy and he didn't ask him who he was. He just started saying, bless him. Because he knew the region he's in. That strangely in the spirit, God had created a certain realm where angels could walk like men on earth. And he caught the guy, he said, bless me. The angel wrestled with him all night. And at 3 a.m., Bible scholars, the breaking of day, the rabbis believe that at 3 a.m., heaven opens a door to announce news on the earth. So the angel waited for heaven's announcement to be able to access details. So when heaven opened the door towards the earth, he could now hear the name of Jacob in the spirit, that thou art Israel. Then the angel touched the hole of his leg. You know why? The hole of his leg actually means his core. Every human being's life force is from here. That's why when you are going to the gym, they tell you to build core strength. It's from here. How your body frame will stand, how fit you look is from your core. So the angel now touched his core. Why? I'm reducing your dependence on self. Because if you are going to be Israel, your supplanting skills will not work. You need to lean. So the man is now limping with a stick. He said, but thou hast prevailed. <laughs> I'm limping, but I've prevailed. <laughs> because my prevalence is not in the fact that I'm okay. My prevalence is that I'm now dependent. So how you prevail in life is how much of dependence you have on God. If you are not yet dependent on God, no matter what you have, you haven't prevailed. If that thing didn't come by God helping you, you still didn't prevail. But this is the secret I want to bring you. He was not cursed, but he said, what I'm going to do will put me under the curse. There are many believers who are born again, but our actions are putting us under curses. Honor your mother and father so that it may be well with you and all your days. So I can be born again. If I talk to my parents anyhow, I have, I'm blessed of God. But my action has put me under a curse. So I'm a blessed man operating under cursed heavens. If I swallow God's money tight, there's a curse. Zachariah said, if I steal perjury, there's a curse. So I can be a Christian as long as I'm cheating people of their money. I bought a curse. So you go like, why is the believer having cancer? Why has he reduced to nothing? Don't blame God though. Ask God what happened. 
sometimes the person is holy but self-proclaimed curses I call them the voice of the curse anytime you say I'm failed I'm finished it will never work again that is the voice of a curse and when I hear you talk like that I realize that you are blessed but the way you are talking means you have put yourself under a curse you have not failed you are never late you are never late I say you are never late I say you are never late your marriage will come to pass your children are coming your business is showing up you are never late I said you are never late Rick Joyner started ministry at age 45 you are never late you are never late you are never late George Muller started missionary work at age 70 you are never late he died at 95 you are never late he said in the kingdom look to your father Abraham and to Sarah his wife I called him along so in the kingdom God calls Abraham our father so the father calls Abraham the father amazing and he said look to him so look to him means that study his example this is how the kingdom works whatever Abraham had that is your extent of limit so if Sarah gave birth at 90 ah 42 is small 42 is small in fact some of you you have to pray to tell God that God give me capacity to be a testimony it means listen when you tell God that God say God will do the show so God says is that so you are ready I say yes that's how 60 will give birth to a triplet standard and everybody go like 60 year old triplet because you told God use me as a standard some of you the prayers you have been praying is the reason why some things are delaying on Sunday, we hosted a man of God, and he told us that when he was having his last born, he told God, God, I'm a Friday born, let my son, my daughter also be a Friday born. And he said, usually his wife goes into labor quickly. But this last one, the wife started labor Wednesday. <laughs> Thursday, labor. Friday, labor. Hey, you know, he started Wednesday, Thursday. So he started praying and asked God, God, why has my wife, because within 20 minutes she's delivered, why is she taking long to deliver this one? God said to him, he says, that I will honor every word that comes out of your mouth. So this one, you said you want Friday. So though her labor started Wednesday, I've kept it till Friday. So sometimes when your wife is in labor and she's struggling, it's not because it's a curse. It's because there's a word in the spirit. God is holding. Am I, am I talking to somebody at all? If you only knew the ways of God, you understand that some of the things you are complaining about is God holding the fault till you become a testimony. Till you become a testimony. And by the time you become a testimony, it's dangerous. Some of you, the people who have to sponsor your wedding, God has arranged that they will have their one million dollars in the next two years. That's why you are still waiting. It's not a case. That's why you are still waiting. Because by the time they hit their cash, then God says, now sponsor him. They are not only willing, they are also able. Because sometimes people are willing, but they don't have the means. They wish they could help you, but things are not the same. May God give you a certain tenacity of faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There are seven places. The first place was Gethsemane. He has bought your stress. The next time you are stressed, remember the blood is a currency. It has bought my stress. This is the triumph of the blood. The, so he intentionally bled at the stone. If it is possible, oh Lord. And he was exceedingly sorrowful. It means that he has also bought your sorrow. How can Jesus, who has been happy all his life, meet himself ready to die? Meanwhile, he was ready to agree to die. He said, send me, Lord, I shall go. Revelation 5 said, the Lamb of God has prevailed. And he held the seal. Where is the Lamb? So he was aware of what he was coming to do. But he became sorrowful. 
Why was he sorrowful? He assumed an emotion so that we will assume the celebration. So when he was sorrowful, he was allowing the emotions of sorrow so that the sweat that carries blood will drop there. Because why would you be praying? No one has beaten you. But all of a sudden you are bleeding in your sweating. Because the sweat is the case. So he has to inject blood, which is currency, to buy the sweat. Are you somebody here? Yeah. So he bought it in the spirit. Then after that, they carried him to Caiaphas' house that night when they arrested him. Matthew chapter 26. And said they took him to the house of the chief priest, Caiaphas. And when they stood there, they put him in the center of the council. And they started slapping him. I said, well, the, the Jews, they don't just slap you. They also do something. They were plucking his beard. So they plucked Jesus out till he was beardless. So they were patches. They pulled it out without razor. And the Bible said, they also spat on him. Matthew 26. So they put him in the center and they were spitting on him. So that he would fulfill what Isaiah 50 said in verse 6. See what Isaiah 56 said. Look at it. Isaiah 56. This is where it happened. In Caiaphas' house. Isaiah 56. Are you there? Oh, I wish you can see this. Uh-huh. He said, I gave my back to the smiters, my cheeks to them that plucked off the hair. I hid not my face from shame and spitting. Let's go to Matthew 26. Verse 11. Matthew 26, 11. Matthew 26, 11. Quickly. Huh? Huh? Keep going. Go to 21. Go to 21. All right. All right. Go to 40. 40. I, I want the part Caiaphas came in. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah? Yeah? Go. Go. Find Caiaphas when they carried him to Caiaphas' house. Quickly. Are you there? 47, okay. 57, yes, let's go there. Matthew 26, 57. And he said they had laid hold on Jesus and led him away to Caiaphas, the high priest, where the scribes and the elders were assembled. So they were waiting for him. Next one, 58. And Peter followed for far, huh? 59. Huh? Huh? Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right, all right. What did I say? Uh huh. Hmm? Next. All right. Good. Go back. Go back to 66, 65. So, whilst he was talking, the high priest rent his garment and he said, we have no need for further witnesses. And quickly, they said, Jesus is blaspheming. And took him away. Next one, next verse. I want to show you where he's, the spot on his face. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Sumalaya Makuria Samash. 67. Yeah. Good. Yeah, the next verse. And they spit in his face and buffeted him. And they smote him with the palms of their hands. So in Caiaphas' house, they spat on him till his face was covered with spit, dripping with spit. 
literally. In fact, if you know how the Jewish picture is, everyone will walk and spit on your face. So all the elders, all the priests, all the scribes, one by one, ha, pa, ha, pa, ha, pa. And he said, I hit not my face. It means that when they were spitting, he didn't dodge. He stood there and all the spit, well, his face was drenched in spit and it was dripping. And Bible said they didn't just do that. You see, the Bible is buffet, so we don't know. Because these guys are scribes. So what buffet did they buffet? They were not holding kings. Their buffeting was the plucking of the beard. So they were pulling his beard. It's a Jewish culture. They yank his beard out. Because the Jews, the signal that you are Jew is that you have a beard. That's why jo- Joseph shaved his own. So once you have a beard, it means you are Jew. So they, they were de-Jewed, basically. <laughs> so they were plucking his beard to, to, to deny him of his Judaic rights. And they slapped him. And that part, because the way they young, they didn't use a blade. They pulled it so blood. So in Caiaphas' house, he shed blood again. Do you know why he shed blood? This spitting, and, the, and, and what they did to him, he, he bled for your disgrace. Listen, he bled for your shame. I wish you can understand it. He, he bled so that you don't lose shame. You, you, you don't struggle with shame and disgrace again. But after that, Bible says in Matthew 27, they now took him to the common hall of the soldiers and they wove a torn crown and placed it on his head and began to sweat. And, and, and sorry, when they pressed the torn crown on his head, blood began to drip in the common hall. And Bible says in the common hall, before they did this, they stripped him naked in front of the band of the soldiers. It was like a staff common room for the soldiers. And the band of soldiers is the West Spira, which is around 600 soldiers. So 600 soldiers stripped Jesus naked and wove. So can you imagine a man of glory standing in the midst of 600 eyes and they were watching him stark naked, nothing on. And they folded the torn crown and pressed it on his head. Started bleeding. Started bleeding. Beloved, you have no idea what the blood purchased for you. You have no idea what the blood purchased for you. Every time I feel tired and I see this, I start weeping. I say, it was worth it. Lord, I remember those two missionaries who joined the ship to the West Indies. Part of the Moravian brethren. They removed their coats and covered the slaves. They were helping with the chores on the ship. And the captains were booting and kicking them. And someone asked them, are you not citizens? Are you not free men? He said, yes. It is necessary for our pride that we subject ourselves to willful humiliation. And after that, they sat in the ship, rowing the ship with the slaves, whilst they gave their jackets to the guys who were shaking and cold. And as they were rowing, one would would start shaking in the cold. And as he's shaking, he would start shouting with a loud voice in the docks. Where is the lamb to receive all honor? For the lamb of God is worthy of a sacrifice. And he will die as a free man on the roaring stick. You will meet men in heaven. You have not understood the currency of blood. No wonder Paul said it in Hebrews 12. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the shape of the cross, and the Bible says, For ye have not resisted 
unto the shedding of blood, striving against sin. There is a dimension when you understand the purchase of the blood. No matter how much you are tempted and your body is agreeing, you will strive because there is a purchase. Lamb of God, you are worthy of your sacrifice. We don't know what he paid for. That's why we use our body anyhow. That's why you, you, you can entertain temptation. If you know what he bled for. Ah! That's why I said, may the Lord put you to remembrance. That son, that is my body. I bled for it. I was disgraced for it. It cannot be for nothing. And after that, they took him to what we call the scourging post. I've taught you this one. Dramatics. And they held him bound. Naked, remember. And they tied his hand together. And one soldier would pull his hand about the post and knock it there. And the post is a long beam. It's a you know a beam of his height. So they just tie him like that. And it's like a hook. They lock it in something like a cuff, uh, uh, handcuffs. But they lock it in. That just was like iron rings, and they put the chain in, and he's there. Passion of Christ gives a very powerful picture of that. And four strong soldiers, the best guys, with very strong arms, come with what we call the steady matics, with hooks, with saw, with stones, with glass and iron on the tip of the whip. And they throw it. It's not beating, it's scourging. They call it the scourging post. The place of scourging, after it is done, you see blood on the floor. They bleed you literally. Jesus bled at the sight of the purchase of your sickness. He was bruised for our iniquity. By his stripes, we are. The Bible says in 1 Peter 1 1 Peter 2 24, by his stripes, he were healed. Now, the word stripes here in Peter is blows, malopis. Usually, stripes is supposed to be plural, but remember this one it says malopi. Which means to say one secular, singular strike. In fact, Peter communicated the real way Jesus was beaten. When we watch the movies, it looks like lions at his back. But the scourging, and if you check how much they beat him with the four steady strikes, everyone is throwing it, not less than 150 attempts. And they are pulling it. So what happened was that Peter describes it as by his blow, one blow. Other version says by his blow, we are healed. We were healed. That blow meant that, sir, they beat Jesus till his back was like a dent. So the prophet prophesied it in Zechariah. Where did you get this womb from? He said, from the friends of my house. Then Isaiah also said in 50, he said, my back has been plowed. He was not beaten. They said they plowed his back the way they plow soil. So they, they remove flesh. So the man's back was like a big saw. And you could see his cartilage. He said, all my bones are naked before me. He bled for your sickness. Listen, from today, I'll show you a secret. What you tolerate will stay with you. And your tolerance level is dependent on your emotions when the thing is mentioned. You see, sometimes when you say, oh, you are sick, the first thing you think about is hospital, doctor. Like, ah, I mean, I'm having malaria. Like, all of a sudden, malaria. You have no idea. But all of a sudden, when you have the picture that this thing, eh, the man's back was made a hole for you. This is how you react to sickness. 
you found you see your face shows your tolerance level you are too cool on the matter vex be he cannot waste his blood Ken Hagin went to cast out the devil and came to the Lord the demon didn't go Jesus said you cannot say that his eyes was becoming red he said he has never seen Jesus like, serious like that before he said cast it once he was healing a guy and said to him check it check it and the guy said it's not gone so he told the Lord Lord he said it's not gone and Jesus said Kenneth my blood is efficacious he said it three times and he said, Kenneth! He said, the Lord's eyes became red because his sacrifice cannot be a waste. He said, my blood cannot be a waste. And he said, the Lord vanished. He said, as soon as the Lord vanished, it dawned on him that the mistake he's doing is that he didn't say we should cast out demons and check if they are fine. He said, heal the sick. Leave it. So he said, as soon as you look at the guy, out! And he just left the guy. <laughs> That's how to cast out demons. Sometimes you want to, want to it's not necessary. You are healed, you are healed. Sometimes to don't on them later that ah, since that day, I've been free. Beloved, if you knew what he bled for, no sickness will have right over your life. You must find it. You must stop tolerating things. After he bled at the scourging post, that's the fourth place. He bled on what you call the Dial de la Rosa from the house of the priests up to the cross. Hebrews 13 said, Because when the ashes were burnt in time of old, the sacrifice was burnt without the city. Likewise, Christ also ought to have suffered without the gates. Because here have we no continuous city, but we speak of one which is to come. And said, Let us continue thereon bearing his reproach. So he's saying that Jesus had to now go in typology. Israel communicated with God wrongly and their errors caused God when he had, Moses had come down from the mountain and saw them worshipping wrong idols. Bible says as soon as the Lord appeared, he told them that they should now lift the, the tabernacle to outside the gates because he wanted to dwell in their midst but their error so they should go outside so now anybody wanted to see God must come out of the city to go and see God outside the gate so he said let us go therefore without the camp bearing his reproach what does 14 say look what he said 14 say for he said for for here have we no continuing city but we seek one to come he went outside to die and beloved the entire streets of Jerusalem had his blood dropping on it because I told you that path was the path between the sword and the cherubims of glory and the tree of life. Because Galatians 3.13 said, Cursed is any man that hangeth on the tree. But you know, the Greek always uses the word dendrite for tree. But in this one, he doesn't use dendrite, he uses zulon. And zulon in the Septuagint is the same word that is used for the tree of life. So it means that cursed is everyone that hangeth on the tree of life. You know why? The curse is the action that does not receive the blessing. It is the action that is without God. So when he got to the tree finally, and he hung on the tree of life, he now realized, I'm without God. My God! My God! Why hast thou forsaken me? Because in the spirit, to be cursed is to be without God. So God was without Christ, and he was hanging on the tree. 
So he said, Cursed is every man that hanged on the tree. But when he got to Golgotha, that was the location for the tabernacle. That was actually, historians said, under the Golgotha, the place of the skull, was where the Ark of the Covenant was. In that mountain. And in that mountain, the Ark was present. Because remember, the blood must always be sprinkled on the mercy seat. So in the mountain Golgotha, the blood was going to touch the mercy seat. I remember the prophet. Nevertheless, the vexation which was in time past, who is that nevertheless the dimness which was once a vexation upon the people of Israel in the land of Zebulun and Naphtali, the people that dwelt in darkness have seen a great light. Then he began to speak and he said, The Lord shall, he said, He shall flip them once again in Isaiah chapter 9. Then he goes on to now come to verse 4. He said, The people shall rejoice and celebrate thee with great joy in the harvest. But he says in verse 5, But every battle is fought with great noise and garments dipped in blood. But for unto us a child is born. So before Jesus came in Isaiah 9 6, verse 5 says that the coming of Christ was a battle. <laughs> because he said Jesus is coming as a child that is born to us. But verse 5 says that it is the coming of a warrior. It is the coming of a warrior. And the warrior comes with a confused noise. That noise in the Hebrew is an earthquake. So when he got to Gogota, the blood touched the earth and an earthquake occurred. And when the earthquake occurred, do you know what happened? His garment was now dipped in blood. Do you know what it means, sir? He didn't say his garment was red. He says his garment was white, but it was now dipped in blood. Revelation also, Revelation chapter 19, 13. And I saw him that was riding upon the horse. He had a name, and his name was the word of God. And his garments were dipped in blood. Why was his garment not red, but dipped in blood? Because I told you that blood is the currency. So garment dipped in blood means that this is the receipt that I've paid. So as I've paid, I'm coming for my thing. I'm not coming for a red dress. I'm coming for a dress that has blood. So you can see that my blood has bought them. My blood has paid for them. My blood has purchased them. And by that garment dipped in blood, he said, this is how a battle is won. So at Golgotha, he dropped the blood on the earth. The giants were vanquished. The earthly mercy seat received her portion. But after that, the last place he offered himself was the heavenly city. Hebrews chapter 9, 24. What does it say? Hebrews 9, 24. For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands which are the figures of the truth. You know why? When the temple was torn into two, the Ark of the Covenant was not there. Where the Ark of the Covenant was, you can go and Google it. Historians say it was under the cross. And the blood touched it. That's why he didn't go to the earthly tabernacle. Because the Ark is not there. The blood is needed for the mercy seat. So wherever the mercy seat is, is where the blood will be spilled. <laughs> that's why they had to go outside the city to offer sacrifices. Because that's where the mercy seat was, to receive the sacrifice. But after he was done, he said he did not enter earthly places which are made with hands, but he went into the figure which is heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. In John chapter 20, Mary meets Jesus Christ and he said, do not touch me. Go there, John 20 verse 8. 
John 28. I end with this one. I end with this one. Tomorrow we'll go further, but I end with this one. <laughs> we'll go further. Look what he said. Yeah, nine. Go to nine. Nine. Quickly. Nine. Uh huh. Ten. Ten. All right. All right. I think go to 12. The part that Mary now showed up. Can you speak in the language of spirit? And Mary stood without the sepulchre weeping. And now she wept. She stood, she stood down and looked into the sepulchre. Oh, I love the story. And see her two angels with in white sitting, and one at the head and one at the feet, where the body of Jesus was laying. Next. And the woman wept unto them, saying, Where hast thou taken? He said, because, he said, why we pray that? He said, because I has taken my Lord, and I know not where you have laid him. The next verse, 14. And he said, he said unto them, as she turned her back, she saw Jesus standing, and knew not it was Jesus. Now, this is a mystery in itself. Do you know that Jesus, when he resurrected, go to 14, 15, 15. And Jesus said unto her, woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? She is supposing him to be the gardener, saith unto him, say, if thou hast borne him, hence, tell me where you have laid him and I'll take him away. Then he said in verse 16, and he said, Mary. And she turned and said, Rabboni, which is to say, Master, 17. And he was come to touch Jesus. And he said, don't touch me. For I am not yet ascended to my father. But go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto my father and your father and to my God and your God. Next, 18. Mary Magdalene came. No, so what was happening was this. After Jesus was erected, according to Romans chapter 3, verse 25, Bible says he has been made a propitiation for the sins which are past. And the word propitiation there is he was the sacrifice. He was the object of sacrifice. Alright? He was actually, sorry, the process of sacrifice, the mercy seat. He was now the mercy seat where he received the blood. He said he has made us a propitiation by faith or through, through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness. Now something interesting now happens now. So he's the mercy seat. Jesus is saying the word propitiation here is mercy seat. So another version, I'm sure the ASV says that who God has set forth as a mercy seat. So Jesus is the mercy seat. Then 1 John 4 verse 10 says, Now, herein is love, not that we first love, but God loved us and sent his son to be a propitiation for our sins. The word propitiation there is now he is the object, he is the lamb for our sins. Then Hebrews chapter 2 17 says that he has found Christ to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a faithful and a high priest, in making of things pertaining to God and in making reconciliation for the people. That is in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 17. In making reconciliation for the people. So Jesus is the priest who carries the blood and the blood is himself. So Jesus is the priest holding the blood going to the mercy seat which is himself. So he is the mercy seat. He is the blood being carried and he's the priest holding it. Can you imagine Jesus has now re resurrected as the gardener? And he's saying, I'm ascending to my father. And he's going to do what Hebrews chapter 9, 24 said. He's going to appear before the father with the blood. So he's the priest carrying his own blood to go and pour it on the seat of God. And what he was doing in the spirit is this, beloved. Oh, I wish I... Kabasha. He was carrying our payment to the heavenly city to the heavenly temple and when he got to the heavenly temple he now poured it on the mercy seat which is also himself when he finished pouring it on the mercy seat then he left heaven and came down to earth and when he came down to earth he came to meet his disciples 
And when he met the disciples, he entered the room in John 20. From 20 downwards, he said, Shalom. Do not be afraid. Now, the, he said, Peace be unto you. Do not be afraid. The Hebrew word for, the, the, the Hebrew word that I was used, the word peace is the word shalom. And the root word for shalom is the word shalem. And when he showed up, he says, It is paid. Shalem means it has been paid. So I finished paying. So since I've poured the blood, which is the currency for your payment, I've now shown up. The payment is done. So Jesus has done the payment. But you know the shocking thing? He didn't heal himself of the scars. Because the scar is the receipt. So he said the payment is the blood. But me. So that's why he said when he said shalom, he opened his hands. So he said this is the proof I finished paying. There's a hole, but there's no blood dripping. Because I've poured all the blood there. But do you know what is shocking, sir? Mm. The Bible says, let me end with this one. In Revelation chapter 11, 12, verse 11. And they overcame the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. This is where we miss this account. The Bible says, in Hebrews 9:24, Jesus appears before the throne of God for our sakes. Now, when he appeared, the word appeared there is a judicial term. It is like a lawyer making appearance in court. But when he appeared there, Revelation is telling us how to handle Satan. Verse 8 says, for there was no room for him in heaven. Anytime you create room for Satan, you have to deal with casting out. So the things you watch, the friends you keep, is making room for Satan. <laughs> so before you sin, you already made room for sin. So am I talking to somebody? Because you are keeping some company. It is disturbing your spiritual vitals. Your vitals in the spirit is changing. You are avoiding prayer meetings. You are avoiding Bible people. You are avoiding people who are spiritual. And you are like, they are becoming too much. You are beginning to criticize church. You are, that is, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm talking to somebody. This, what I'm talking about now in the spirit is this, sir. That this same demon, devil, he says that neither he prevailed not because there was no place found for him in heaven. Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 31, There goes the prince of the world. Nothing of his is found in me. The best way to cast out Satan from your life is to make no room for him. There was no if he finds a place, you will struggle. There was no place for him. But look what 11 said. Let me end with it. He says, sir. Revelation 12, 11. And they say they overcame him. Oh, I can't hear. Say they overcame him. By the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Now, something is happening here. Now, this word of their testimony is not Sunday testimony service. This, this, this is not it. Oftentimes, we call it, yes, probably secondary interpretation. But primarily, that's what he's talking about here. That's what he's talking about here. In fact, the literal reads that, and they overcame him by the blood of their lamb, even through the word. So it's supposed to be even through the word. So the way they used the blood was through the word. And the word here is logos. The literal explains that. So let me read it in the literal Greek. He said, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb, even through the speech of their testimony. <laughs> even through the speech of their testimony. 
So the testimony actually is the means by which they use the blood. Mm. Because there's no way your testimony can do with Satan. He has seen higher testimonies. Mm -hmm. Now, thank you, God, I've got a car. Uh -uh. Mm -mm. He has seen people even owning car plants. So he's saying that your testimony he's talking about here is the method for the application of the blood. Follow me. <laughs> I wanted to warm you up because tomorrow I'll go a little higher. So follow me here today. Very well. I laid, I've tried to lay foundation today. Pastor told me that when I come next, I should take my time. So I've tried. That's why I was going, so I didn't go zoom, 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 zoom. So don't worry. I, I tried. Or I still didn't try. I tried. I still tried. Yeah, at least you can follow the story today. Now, what I'm talking about now is this. That. Now, the word of their testimony, speech of their testimony, the word testimony is maturia. And maturia is a legal term which means evidence. So literally, they overcame him by the blood of the life, even through the speech of their evidence. And Hebrews 9.24 says, Jesus has appeared before the Father. Forensically, as a lawyer, with the evidence of the blood. With the evidence of the blood. So you're speaking must be in line with the purchases of the blood. This is where the triumph of the blood starts. <laughs> so everything I've done today, I've laid the foundation for the subject, the triumph of the blood. This is the foundation. We are now, this is where the triumph of the blood begins. So he says there's a blood in Hebrews chapter 12 that speaks better things than the blood of Abel. It doesn't speak condemnation, it speaks justification. Because the blood is the payment. So in the spirit he's saying that how you overcome the devil is to evidence the purchase of the mark of the blood on your life. So the mark of the blood on your life is the evidence through your speech that he can't touch you. That's how to overcome the devil. Oh. Because how is it that when you go and make a purchase and you lose the item or something spoils on the item, you send the receipt back to tell them, this is what I bought and it is faulty. Please restore it. So he's saying that the evidence of the blood. No wonder Hebrews said it nicely. Hebrews said it nicely. Ay, 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 ay. That in Hebrews chapter 12, from verse 22, we have come to Mount Zion, the city of the living God to the company of the innumerable angels, to the church of the firstborn, whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. He said, we have come to the heavenly cosmopolis, the heavenly country, the general assembly of the firstborn, to the spirits of just men made perfect. Look what he says, verse 24. To the blood, to Jesus that mediated, uh -huh, and the blood. So he's saying, Jesus, the word mediator here is the word that is also used as an advocate. So to Jesus the lawyer Jesus because of course Hebrews 9 said Of a truth a testament is not of force Till the death of the testator occurs So the one who has willed a thing it, The will does not come into existence Till the one who willed the property dies But when he dies and resurrects again He is no more the testator He is the executor So this is what he's saying that Jesus Christ is the executor He is the lawyer who executes the content of the law, the will he left. He left the will and he resurrected to help us execute it. So it's like he has called a family meeting. 
So when Paul was quoting in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, all things are yours from 22. Death is yours. Jesus was the lawyer. And we, the church, were the recipients of the will. So as we were sitting there, Jesus, the lawyer, in this case, the testator or the executor, held the law and held the will that he had left. And Lord looking at us in our face and says, life is yours. Death is yours. Paul is yours. Apollos is yours. Things present. Things to come. All things are yours. And ye are mine. And I am God's. That's what Jesus said. So Jesus was reading the will to us. Hear me well. And to the, go back, 24. And to the sprinkling, to the blood, Koba Shaddai. Le Mama Rababa. Hebrews 12, 24. Uh huh. 24, 24, 24, 24, 24. Hebrews 12, 24. Luba Kashtebo Rabab. Can you speak in the name of the Spirit? Baro Basa. Okay. Alright. Hebrews 12, 24. It says what? Ah. Okay. Hebrews 12, 24. And Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant and to the blood of sprinkling. I want you to see, that's why. <laughs> that speaketh better things than the blood of Abel. Are we there? Okay. Now, we've quoted this one and we end here. The blood of Jesus speaks redemption. It speaks healing. It speaks abundance. It speaks glory. Because I just showed you the seven ways, the seven places where the blood was spilled. All the places the blood was spilled is the blood communicating what has been bought for you. Follow me. But this is where I'm saying 25. See that, the next verse. See that ye refuse not him that speaketh. So the blood is speaking. But a lot of us are refusing it. Hmm. Ha, la, la, la. For if they escape not who refused him that was on earth, much more shall we, shall not we escape if we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven. <laughs> what is he trying to tell us? When it comes to the blood, we don't dip ourselves in the blood. Because I just told you that. The blood is the evidence. So in the spirit and in heaven, we don't dip ourselves in the blood. We plead the blood. Now, to plead the blood is a legal term. There's something called the Fifth Amendment in America. Fifth Amendment means that if you don't want to answer a question, you can plead the fifth and you'll be quiet. Nobody can force you to talk. So to plead the blood means that there is a legal document that binds the blood. So when I say I plead the blood over my children, everything the blood purchased from his birth to Gethsemane to the cross to heaven, the blood will speak. Mm. Hallelujah. So if I don't plead the blood, I am refusing him from speaking. Because I'm supposed to plead the blood. Then when we get to the document that Jesus presented as a legal attorney in heaven, when we read the content of the evidence, my pleading the blood means that the evidence of what the blood did is what to speak over the circumcision. So if I don't plead the blood, I am refusing the blood from speaking. Mm. So a lot of us are dipping ourselves in the blood and it is refusing the blood from speaking. We plead the blood. I plead the blood over my house. It means whatever the blood wants to say and has said from eternity past to eternity future, I plead those speakings. Mm. I plead
the blood better things not judgment not vengeance i plead blessing i plead the blood i plead the blood i plead the blood when the accuser comes plead the blood when you feel weak plead the blood i plead the blood it's a, it's a legal terminology to plead the blood you plead the blood i plead it over my children so whatever the blood has said about my children what it means to say whatever jesus purchased on the behalf of my children i plead the blood i plead the blood i plead it over my finances i plead it i plead it i plead it i plead it i plead the blood over my body any sickness i feel the blood was spilled at the scorching post it was spilled in the common horn of the soldiers i plead the blood and as i begin to plead the blood bible says satan hey satan will be destroyed he will be disbanded because of the word the speech look at it he said the word your speech of your evidence the speech of your evidence is the blood. I plead the blood. Beloved, it's the blood. It's the blood. The blood purchased you. The blood is the currency. The blood. Matobo Shaka. He said, when I see the blood, I will pass over thee. Passover is because of blood. Because Moses was fighting all the gods of Pharaoh. He fought Ra Amun Raf the sun god he shut the heavens to be black for three days and three nights and darkness was so thick you could hold darkness in other words when you put your hand in darkness you can't see your hand they shut darkness they activated a curse against the godhead the frog god then they went against osiris the god of the nile they went against saparis the god of the fly they went against the God of fertility and childbirth happens. But after all the nine, God said to Moses, it's left with the blood. The blood is your last card in the court of the universe. You have fasted, you have prayed, you have made promises and you have failed. After all your failure, and you feel that it's difficult to stop it, plead the blood. Father, I plead the blood over me. I've tried to stop this addiction. I plead the blood. What you are doing is that the blood will speak for you. <laughs> I, I wish you could get the magnitude of what I'm talking about. So whilst you are sleeping, Bible says, he being dead, yet speaking. So whilst you are asleep, the blood will be speaking angels. The blood will be speaking protection. The blood will be speaking entities to leave that house. Because the blood has been, has been pleaded. If you don't plead the blood... You might miss it. I plead the blood. No wonder Nathaniel sang the song. He said, I plead the blood. 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 The accuser of the brethren comes to life. You know that song? Yeah. 
I want you to lift your voice and begin to plead the blood. Plead it in your family. Plead it over your children. Plead it over your circumstances. In the name of Jesus. Balabatubra. Femele kaparabatayabaha. Ebura basandalabakuriabasandaba. Kimalamashantanamasakuta. Helena koparabasa. Emma santolomoshakaba. Simata korobushaba. Kabasepo. Imaraba. Lift your voice and begin to pray. Osha, plead the blood, plead the blood, plead the blood over your family. Plead the blood over your body. Plead the blood, plead the blood. The blood, the blood speaks better things. The blood speaks better things. See to it that you don't refuse the speaking of the blood. In Malatekepe, Aprapa Tolobo Kapa, Apandelebe Kaparamata, Rapa Prasopalama Kapa, Epapra Tolobo Kapa, Indinebe Kapapa, Prapa Sopale Kapa, Indaita Pasada, Apelebe Kaparama Sotalamata, Epadanaboko, Apadakadaka, Apadakapo Ripata, Amesta Pelebe Kapa, Eprasotopo, Apelebe Kapraza Pratolobo Shapa, Apalamata Kopa, Eprapa. His side was pierced. Can you wave your hands to the Holy Spirit? Father, the accuser of comes to come before the Holy Church of all the a finger at the faults and the falling of the saints.
angels being released upon the face of the earth these angels were holding clocks but they were represented by seraphs fiery pillars so they were holding a clock but they were following another set of fiery angels leading and the Lord said to me he says after Passover I am going to cause a great reset on the earth now listen to me this reset is such that there is going to be a literal clean slate for the believer. Literal. What I mean by that is that whatever you couldn't build, whatever you missed in your process of building along the way, the reset is going to cause you to assume that same posture, energy, and intensity. I'm serious. And he said it's after Passover, and the church must sense it. And he says it even crosses to July. Then we had a meeting with the prophet recently and he said to me he says god has also released angels for church growth from the month of july onwards and he said something he said that is the reason why baba is building the ark in nigeria different people are building all sorts of structures in a short time there is a harvest coming he says if you make room for it you will fill it now hear me very well tomorrow come very expectant Today I showed you the balances of the blood. Why the blood qualified to be a token of exchange? And why Jesus bled at the locations he bled? Because if you read Leviticus 4, it says that when the high priest sprinkles on the mercy seat, he sprinkles in front of him seven times. And Jesus had to fulfill seven locations that implied the purchase. I don't know what the devil has done to your mind and your memory to think that you are disqualified and you are done. You are now starting. I said you are now starting. I said you are now starting. Is somebody hear me? I said you are what? You are now starting. God willing, God will give us grace tomorrow. I know tomorrow have an evangelism. But God will give us grace. For what is about to do, I'll try and minister to you tomorrow. I'll try. Because you must understand what the blood has done. And it's so vast. No, it to be so vast. So vast. If you only really understood what the blood has done, you understand. It's been done. 
Wave your hands. Thank you. I don't know. I see two buildings. I see a building. I see a house. God is going to settle this house in issue. That's what I saw. But I saw God giving you two houses. Two. He said he's settling it and giving you two houses. See the spirit of God. And I saw in the realm of the spirit side. Even career. I saw you at a junction. The desire, the strength for career has dwindled. It's a new face God is bringing. If I'm not wrong, within two years, I see a passport. I see family traveling. I see a relocation from the country. That's what I'm seeing, sir. And God says, it's a new path he's creating for you. I've entered Delaware. Delaware. USA. Delaware. Ah. I'm seeing a church, Tabernacle of Praise. You are the head pastor. <laughs> Listen, I see a strong anointing of pastor. Pastor. I'm seeing you, your wife. Seen three children following you, and you have entered Delaware. 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 But when you entered Delaware, ah, I saw God throw something like a small pebble. When he threw it, your wife caught it. Then I asked God, Why? Why? Then an angel stood and spoke fancy and said, Aketesia. And I saw a baby girl the baby girl. He came but she was not born in Ghana. The baby girl. Delaware. 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 U.S. I see a pastor. Yeah. I see a pastor. It was faces. You needed to serve many pastors. It was faces. And I saw a door open. I saw a door open. Ah. They are doing a praise celebration in Nigeria. Praise celebration in Nigeria. They did one in January. They postponed it from July. They said they want to do it in August, September because of COVID. They want to see how it goes. I see you in the church. I see a man called Bola. Bola, Bola, Bola. And I see another man, Poju. Poju, Poju. Pastor Poju. Salt and spirit. And I, I, I see Andubo ah, Shakaman. Okay. Al Haji Femi Akindele. He's doing his birthday party, 60th year. When you go, they'll ask you to come. Come to their birthday party. Because they like how. Yeah, they like how you are leading the praise. God is about to turn your story around. Yeah. Tell you. Yeah. 
And you know why I'm saying what I'm saying. In the realm of the spirit, I saw a zigzag path. But when I was moving on the path, I was like, why? It says identity of ministry. So I went to left, I went to the right, I went to the left. Then finally, when I stood at the end of the path, I saw a man with a white beard. And he said, my name is T.D. Jakes. Then God told me, he says, he has given him the ministry of preaching and inspiration. He has to stay there. Yours comes in the spirit. You stir the people up with life situations. And he said, you have no idea if you stay in that course, the kind of doors he, the Lord, will open for you. Everybody on this calling. We don't do this one because you are happy. You understand? Now, if I was coming, I was coming to preach what you'd be happy with, but I know where I'll pass. But I didn't pass there. I want to, because I know daddy, mommy, pastor, they've all, they've made you understand health, wealth, blessing, you know, all those things. So, me, I'm showing you the background. You understand? Forgive me, you like a Bible school, but you must know the background to help you. It's stretching your spirit. One day you go somewhere, someone asks you a question, like, you know these things because you heard this somewhere. The church must grow. The church must be stretched. God didn't train us and create a Bible school set up for the church. Everything was supposed to be taught in the church. The Thessalonian church was just three months in the Lord and Paul was teaching them eschatology. That's the first book of the Bible, of the New Testament, sorry. The first book letter Paul wrote as an apostle was to the church of Thessalonica. And they were just three months old converts. And he was telling them about the end coming. So end time is not for Bible pastors. It's for newborn believers. Because actually, sir, everyone that has this hope purified himself. There is a way knowing that Jesus is coming soon will keep you in purity. This generation has lost the message of Maranatha. That's why we are living anyhow. But there was once upon a time, after service, they will greet you, Maranatha. Other times they will call you Amagidon. Then respond, last battalion. So you are always aware that there is a kingdom coming. We are living as if we are born of the earth and there's nowhere to inherit. I pray that message of God comes to the church again. Where after church we'll be greeting each other, Maranatha. He cometh. He cometh. So when you remember he's coming, anytime you are getting close to sin, you comport yourself because he can meet you. Occupy till I come. Blessed is the servant whom when the Lord shall come and find, shall find him doing, not doing sin, doing the work. Doing the work of God. May the peace and glory of God abound. Ah, may the peace. Seriously, I feel that from time to time, God will help us. Amen. I feel that tomorrow we'll go there. But tonight, when you go home, plead the blood. Plead it over your ancestry. Plead it over your stomach. Plead it over your medical report that the blood speaks better things than cancer. It speaks better things than lupus. It speaks better things than any autoimmune disease. Ah, it speaks better things. It speaks better things. Father, we bless your people. We will never be the same. We will never be the same when we bleed the blood we will never be never be the same
somebody must die. We stop it. Because God told me that if you don't pray for her, she's going to lose another family member after this Easter. Because every year they wait after Easter, somebody must die. Whoever Sewa is, Mami Sewa, we hold her. And I pray for you, I pray for your family members. Every attack of darkness, against your life is banished. 